The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. We often think of this all or nothing. I like to say all or something. Do what you can when you can. If you have the energy one day, and this is why like in my pregnancy program, I give you three days of workouts. You choose when you do them because you're not going to feel good every day and that's okay. You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, where you'll gain the knowledge and confidence you need to erase the unknowns of pregnancy and birth and rock the newborn days like a boss. My name is Liesl Team. I'm a fellow mom, labor and delivery nurse, and your host. Each week on this podcast, you'll hear a mix of birth stories, expert interviews, and other fun pregnancy and birth-related content. As a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast is not medical advice. Please see mommylabornurse.com slash disclaimer for more details. And now let's get into this week's episode. Happy Monday, everyone. This week on the podcast, we are talking all about things fitness. I feel like January is when everyone tries out new habits, new year, new you. Am I right? (laughs) And fitness is a top one. I know so many people start to incorporate at the start of a year. So it felt right to put on an episode all about prenatal fitness today. Today, I'm chatting with a pre- and postnatal corrective exercise specialist, Ashley from Get Mom Strong. You may know her over on Instagram. She's got a pretty big page. She talked to me all about prenatal fitness, myths versus facts, ab training, how to even start working out as a pregnant lady if you weren't pre-pregnancy, postpartum recovery, and more. Her journey teaching moms to heal was born from her own struggle with diastasis recti after the birth of her twins. She's also the creator of Strong Like a Mother, the SLAM program, a total body health and fitness program that helps thousands of women stay strong during pregnancy, heal postpartum, get stronger overall, and ditch diet culture. Love that so, so much. Speaking of habits too, personally, I've been trying to incorporate some new habits into my personal life. I recently got diagnosed with ADHD, which I'll probably do a whole episode on to be honest, because there is so much to unpack there about motherhood and ADHD, but that's for another day, guys. (laughs) Anyway, I just got diagnosed and one tip I hear over and over again is that routine is incredibly important for those with ADHD, specifically a more morning routine, which up until about two weeks ago, I had no concept of. Basically, I have used my children as my alarm clocks for the past five years. And my morning consists of waking up to Rylan screaming, mama or dada, or just screaming, (laughs) or Walter poking my face asking if he can get his own breakfast. The point here is every morning when I woke up, my mindset was automatically always about other people and not myself. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, I have changed that habit. It's been about two weeks now, but your girl has been getting up before my children even wake up. I actually wake up at 5 a.m., you guys, which is not as nearly as hard as I thought it would be. I do a 20-minute workout when I first wake up, then I sit for 20 minutes and reflect on my day and the previous day. I have a little notepad that I have right in front of me, and I just kind of write down any important things that come to my mind. And this is also when I drink my coffee, so it's super soothing, and there's no screaming. It's nice and quiet. It's so nice. (laughs) Then after that 20 minute chunk, I hop in the shower, listen to a podcast or an audio book while I start to get ready for my day. This is usually about the time that Rylan starts to stir and Walter starts to wake up too. And after I get myself ready, I tend to my kids. It has been mind blowing how much calmer I am in the mornings and how much clearer my head feels throughout the whole day. I could go on and on about this more, but if I do, I know we will, we will never get into this week's episode, but I will end and say, while this has been fabulous for me, do not, do not, let me repeat, do not attempt this if your babies are still waking up in the middle of the night. In fact, I do not wake up at 5 a.m. if either of my children wake up in the middle of the night. I give myself a lot of grace here, guys. But my point is, I think we all need a little more self-care, and I think I'm finally recognizing what that really means to me. Okay, let's get into this week's episode. Wondering what you need to do to stay on track during each week of pregnancy? Not sure what you need to be learning or researching along the way? I can help. Sign up for our free weekly pregnancy series to get tips, advice, and resources tailored to your exact week of pregnancy sent straight to your inbox every week. Sign up at mommylabornurse.com slash I am pregnant to get your first email today. See you in your inbox real soon. Hi, Ashley. Welcome to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast. Thanks so much for being here today with me. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. So can you just start by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself, your family, where you're from, what you do, all that good stuff? Yeah, so I've got three boys, including a set of twins, which is Mm -hmm. sort of where my journey began. Born and raised Tucson, Arizona. So we're kind of a smaller town, a couple hours away from Phoenix. And I am a pregnancy and postpartum corrective exercise specialist. Basically, I help women fix all the pieces after we have babies and try to prevent it during pregnancy. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. So how old are your boys? So my oldest is 13 and like a foot taller than me already. And it's true. I saw a reel the other day. I can't remember who posted it, but it was somebody like she showed her son older and I'm thinking about because I have two boys and I'm thinking about my older one like he was taller than her and I'm like I can't even think about like like that makes me so sad I mean it's like, like exciting but it makes me so sad to think that my boys are going to be taller than me one day so sad he's like substantially tall and he makes like small oh. jokes for me all the time I'm like thanks oh. buddy <laughs> and then the twins are seven so oh, yeah, a little cool. bit of a spread. Yeah. Very, very cool. Well, I want to hear about your platform on Instagram because you're active, pretty active on Instagram like me. And so I want to hear, you said that the birth of your twins got you started with everything. So can you tell me who you are on Instagram and who you are on the internet and kind of how you're, you got your platform started? 
Yeah. So you will find me under get mom strong. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> I, I created that account when my boys were probably gosh, like two and a half. So it's been about five years now. And it was really born from my own struggles. So I was an athlete my whole life. And I had just been a competitive CrossFitter before I got pregnant with the twins. It was a huge part of my identity. And then I had the twins and my pregnancy was pretty rough. I was more or less on pelvic floor bed rest, which meant I couldn't, you know, have the sexy time or exercise. Yeah. So after I had the boys, of course, I was really anxious to get back to my old self. I'm using that in air quotes. You guys can't see me over the podcast, but um, <laughs> I was really anxious to get back to my old self and feel good again and like an athlete. And I go to my six week checkup after having, you know, pretty much been inactive during a good portion of my pregnancy. And it's like, can I do everything? Yes. Yes. Have that. It crunches, sit up. Yes. Well, what do you think I did? I'm neurotic. I went home and did a million crunches and all the things I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it was finally at about six months postpartum. I Googled there's a football popping out of my stomach. Oh no. Yeah. It turns out I had a really gnarly diastasis recti. So I went to the OBGYN and I was like, oh my gosh. So that's a separation of your abdominal wall. It's a thinning of that connective tissue between your six pack muscles. And it can kind of leave you with that protruding tummy that you just yeah. can't get rid of. Really common about two out of three women and, you know, experience it to some degree postpartum. Anyway, yeah. so I have this issue. I go to the OB looking for help and she's like, yeah, well, you can get a tummy tuck. And I was like, um, not really like keen on just jumping to surgery. Yeah. Long story short, I find a pelvic floor physical therapist. She helped me tremendously. So when I graduated from pelvic floor PT, I was at my older son's t-ball game and I was just sitting there stewing on it. And I was like, how are women, like, why are we not taught this? Yeah. Why is there this gap, pun intended, um, <laughs> in yeah. our support? And so yeah. I told her, I said, I called up the PT and I said, I want to apprentice under you. Can you teach me all the things? She kind of took me under her wing. And then I went back and took courses to get certified. I was like, I'm going to change. I'm going to shake, shake stuff up. So yeah. started my Instagram account to help women both prevent these postpartum issues, you know, and be really proactive during pregnancy. And then also if you have them to help you heal, because we deserve better as women. We just do. Yeah, totally. Your body goes through so much. And I want to talk about your twin pregnancy too, because that, I mean, in and of itself, multiples makes you more prone to having that diastasis. I'm curious how your pregnancy was with your twins and how your delivery went. Oh my gosh. Do you mind sharing? <laughs> Am I going to scar your listeners? <laughs> no, no. Where do we get real here on the podcast? Okay. All right. So I got pregnant. Everything was pretty much fine until about 12 weeks into my pregnancy. And then I developed what they think is a subchorionic hematoma. Uh. Basically, I was bleeding a lot and, you know, went in and I was like, am I miscarrying? And we use fertility to get pregnant. So it was very, I mean, all miscarriages are traumatizing, but of course, yeah. I just really felt like we'd gone through so much to get to this point. I was terrified of it happening. And the doctor was quite cold and was like, you know, it's a threatened abortion is what they called yeah. it, called it. Yeah. And I was like, so I leave there. I'm like sobbing. And I just have to give a shout out to the nurses. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Cause a nurse followed me out and she said, you know what? I've seen this a lot of times before. And I've seen women carry all the way to term. So don't yeah. lose hope. And I, I get goosebumps just thinking about it. It was that nurse that took the time to like walk me out after the doctor was sort of cold and very 
black and white that gave me that gray area of hope that I needed. And so I went to see a high risk specialist and stayed under, and it really wasn't much to do other than not doing a whole lot, which is why I was not able to exercise. Right. The bleeding stopped probably around 23 weeks. So I had a good period of time. It was a while. It was a stressful, uh, a stressful time. So I made it all the way to 38 weeks. I couldn't believe it. I was willing my boys to stay in the womb till Christmas time because I didn't want to ruin Christmas for my five year old. (laughs) (laughs) And then Christmas came and Christmas went um, and I developed preeclampsia, but they almost missed it. So this is the kind of sketchy part. So I had gone in a couple days before the boys were actually born and I said, I just don't feel well. I didn't have the classic preeclampsia signs. I just felt like I had a cold. And I share this just so that, you know, users, like people on here, if you feel like yeah. something's off, listen to that, listen to go. that signal. So it's always worth go. it. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Even if it's nothing. Yeah. Yes. So I go in and they took my labs. like, you know, your face is a little bit swollen. Let's take your lab. And I said, okay, can I go home with my five-year-old? They said, yes, no news is good news. So I leave there. Nobody calls. I'm like, great. Yeah. Well, the next day I stopped urinating. And if you're pregnant with twins, you know that you pee a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I took my blood pressure at home and it was just through through the roof. So I just looked at my husband. I said, we're going now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so These babies did. are coming. Yeah, they're coming. We're like, let's do this. So we go down there and they could not believe they had forgotten to call me. They <gasps> just forgot. Yes. Oh, and okay. okay. My uh, organs were starting to shut down. So they weren't yeah. even sure they could keep me awake for the delivery. And I felt oh. very lucky that nothing had gotten worse in that about 12 hour window of time. And they were able to let me stay awake for their delivery. But so I had giant boys, seven and six pounds, which for twins is hardy Ooh, little boys. <laughs> 13 pounds of baby. Woo. Almost probably almost 14. Yeah. When you add so, it all up. Wow. Yeah. So hello, diastasis recti. <laughs> for real. For real. Yeah. Yeah. No, like I was saying, I mean, multiples definitely will do that. That's not to scare anybody who's who's listening, who's pregnant with multiples. Like it's not a definite that you're going to have the degree of separation that you had just because you have a multiples pregnancy, but it does increase your chances along with a few other things. Like if you have more fluid in there, you have, I know like, and you probably can tell more than I can, but if you have like a smaller stature, which it sounds like you are a smaller person and you had a twin pregnancy. So it's like, you just have these kind of things against you. Yeah. Yeah. There's nowhere for baby to go. Right. And all women, yeah. I want to say this: all women get some degree of diastasis recti during yes. pregnancy. I did. I had a, had it a little bit. Yeah. 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 So don't freak out. Like if you have it at home and even if you have it postpartum, there's ways to be proactive. I think that's the big message is like, even if you end up with a postpartum side effect, if you will, there's a way to fix it. And there's a way to be proactive. The problem I have found in our society is we don't often teach women these things. It's like baby comes and the focus is like, I mean, how many pediatric visits do babies go to? I don't know. Exactly. All the time. And we get one six week checkup and that's it. We are not told how to heal. And it's, borderline cruel. <laughs> it is. It's very sad that that's the, just the way it is here in the United States. I, I was very, very fortunate that my pediatrician is also my family doctor. So I saw him as much as I saw my pediatrician after the birth of my second one. And I also was going through like an online program as well, like an online kind of like postpartum check-in 
program, but not everyone is that lucky. And most people, even now with COVID, they were doing virtual visits at six weeks. And like, it's just, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy because you're right. There's so much that needs to be said. It's like, okay, you know, we see you once a week at the end of your pregnancy and then at the hospital or wherever you deliver and then bye-bye. Okay. We'll see you. We'll see you in six weeks. No, no real, you know, a few handouts that they give you at the hospital. And maybe you've taken a, you know, a course to explain to you kind of like some postpartum symptoms and what's going on with your postpartum body. But yeah, it's not, it's not set up in a way that's conducive here in the United States for mom at all. And it makes me sad and I want to change that. So well, thank you. Thanks for being a voice for us. I'll try. For I'll advocating. Try. No, you have a big, wonderful voice. And it's like, it takes a village. It takes all of it us does. demanding better postpartum care for things to change. I think. Absolutely. Well, let's transition to prenatal fitness because I know that there are things that we can do prenatally. I know people think that there's there's nothing that you can do to prevent this diastasis reptile or, or even other postpartum issues as well. But I want to talk about, because you're the expert here, I want to talk about why you think prenatal fitness is so important. And let's talk about just some of the benefits of staying active during pregnancy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The list is so long. I want to start this conversation by saying, if you feel like garbage and you can't work out as much as you'd like, don't beat yourself it's up. It's okay. Don't feel guilty. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going to lead with that. There are definitely some awesome benefits. It reduces aches and pains. It helps yeah. with posture, which actually helps you better keep connection with your pelvic floor, which will help many issues. It just keeps you feeling better and more energized. It's kind of this you know, we don't expect it to be how it goes down, but you're like, Oh, I feel like garbage. I don't want to work out, but you work out and you honestly, it gives you endorphins and right. gives you that little boost. It's like, almost like I explain it. Like it's, I know you feel like crap, but if you can just get up and do a few minutes, then it's going to help you not feel like crap. And then you're going to be able to work out more or stay more active or whatever it may be. It's so hard to get up, especially in that first trimester when you just feel like complete crap. Most people do feel like complete crap. Let's be honest in that first A hundred percent. So my advice is always to grab like a 10 minute window when you are feeling less like crap. Yes. So if you yes. can like scoop up that 10 minutes, like we often think of this all or nothing. I like to say all or something. Yes. Do what you can when yeah. you can, if you have the energy one day. And this is why like in my pregnancy program, I give you three days of workouts. You choose when you do them because you're not yeah. going to feel good every day and that's okay. So anyway, tons of benefits. It's going to also help prepare you for your delivery. Moms who work out tend to have fewer incidences of gestational diabetes. Their deliveries yeah. tend to go a little bit smoother. It's a lower C-section rate. And even the baby, they did this really cool study where they followed up on babies of active moms. And the baby's motor skills for oh. their age was increased. So super cool correlation to that. But again, if you cannot work out for whatever reason, your baby is going to have fine muscle tone and your baby will be perfectly fine. I feel like there's a Absolutely. lot of pressure to yeah. do everything perfect. So those are the benefits, but just do your best when you can, as you can. Yeah. Love it. I love that advice. All right. The sound of that baby crying means it's time for this week's segment of birth it up. 
babies. All right. This one is a DM from Instagram and she says, thank you so much for your birth it up series and for updating with new videos. I purchased the series over a year and a half ago. Wow. To decrease my anxiety over childbirth before becoming pregnant on Wednesday, I was induced due to hypertension and thankfully knew the majority of what was going on during the entire process. Thanks to you. Unfortunately, my laboring was mostly on the bed due to my blood pressure being constantly checked. Very common. However, I was able to labor without an epidural until my water was broken. But between my last two checks, I quickly went from five centimeters to 10 centimeters. Thank you for helping to decrease my anxiety with your series and weekly Q and A's. Even though I went in wanting to go natural, I'm completely happy with my efforts to go natural until the last minute. Introducing Milo Ellis. And she sent a cute little picture of Milo right there. If you want to check out the series that she took, she took Birth It Up the Natural series, and you can head over to mommylabornurse.com to check out more. All right, let's get right back into this week's episode. Well, let's talk about some fitness like myths and like common mistakes that you see maybe moms make during pregnancy. Like I can't, you know, work out on my back at this point, or I can't, you know, do this exercise, or I can't go running, or I can't do this. What are some common myths that you see? Yeah. So I think women, the two myths that you tend to see the camps fall in is that you shouldn't do anything, right? We need to just kind of take it really easy. And then you see the other camp, which is like, I need to hit personal bests on all my major lifts here. Like I'm going to continue doing all this extreme stuff throughout pregnancy. And so we want to find that happy medium. One of the main myths I come across all the time in my direct message box is that we shouldn't train our core during pregnancy. We think we shouldn't train abs. The problem is people think about ab exercises as traditional ab work. So they're thinking sit-ups, crunches, flexion movements. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you don't want to do those. That's correct. And you don't want to do, you know, fully prone planks after a certain point. And the reason is that that connective tissue that runs between those six pack muscles, it is stretching to make room for baby. It's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. We just don't want to add those bursts of intra-abdominal pressure out against that tissue. So we really want to be supportive and fostering that tissue coming together. And so how we do this is we've got this deep abdominal system. It's called our transverse abdominus. And if you look down at your shoelaces, all of you listeners, and you'll see how they're interwoven and they run laterally. That's exactly how these muscles run. And they go all the way from our sternum to our pubis and all the way around our back. So it's literally a corset for your body. And these are the muscles that we need to keep strong. And these are the muscles that help us get baby out when the time comes. And these are the muscles that postpartum, we really need to heal more quickly so that our back doesn't hurt and we can do all of our mom life activities. So we need to rethink our ab training, but you should hundred percent train abs if you have clearance to exercise. You said about the back, that's another one. People yeah. think I can't do anything on my back. First trimester, you can totally do stuff on your back. And even the second and third, if you feel okay. Now, you don't want to be lifting weights above your head in the second and third trimester because there's a big nerve that goes up to your brain. And that blood flow, if it gets cut off from the baby pressing down on that, you're going to get really dizzy. I had it happen during an ultrasound and I literally almost vomited. It's a real thing. (laughs) It's intense. It can hit you really fast. Yeah. Yeah. 
it happens all the time in the ultrasound room where you're laying, you're laying flat on your back and someone's also pressing on your belly. So you're like, Oh, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. It was like, you get like cold, sweaty, like all of a sudden I was like, Oh my God, I think I'm going to throw up. Yeah. So it's, I've experienced it firsthand. Now you don't want to have weights over your head if you happen to feel like that. But if you are exercising on your back again, without weights in the second, third trimester, just roll to your left side and take a couple deep breaths. It's going to help get that blood flowing again. So it's not like this big, like don't ever do anything on your back, but you do want to be mindful of that. Yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of yeah. sense. That makes a lot of sense. So Ashley, I want to know where do you recommend someone like if someone, I mean, I have a lot of pregnant moms who are listening to this podcast who maybe are pregnant for the first time and where would they even start with a fitness routine if they weren't, you know, active at all previously before pregnancy? Because that's also a myth that if you weren't active, like it's really dangerous to start being active during your pregnancy if you weren't active at all. So if someone's listening who wasn't really super active, but they want to get started because they hear all these benefits, where's like some places where they can they can start? Yeah. So you definitely do want to start slow. You have to keep in mind your body yeah. is like working overtime. You're literally making a nose and some ears, you know, just casually yeah. building some hands. <laughs> so you might be tired, right? And so we don't want to get you sore to the point where you're just extra fatigued. You want to hit that sweet spot. So I would start with 10 minutes of movement. It can look like walking. It can look like okay. going on a stationary bike. I really, really, really like women, regardless of their current exercise regime, to do my core basics program that is part of the pregnancy mm-hmm. guide because it teaches you all that deep core work. So at the very least, you're able to connect with your breath, to use your deep core, which is going to help you so freaking much in delivery yeah. and recovery. So it's worth it to take the time to do that. And, you know, find something that you like. I think that's the most important thing with starting a new exercise routine. If you are like trudging through it and you dislike what you're doing, you're not going to stick with it. So good point. Good point. Yeah. Find something you enjoy and start slow, build your way up after a couple of weeks, add five more minutes to that 10 minutes. And then a couple Mm -hmm. more weeks after that, add another five. You're going to feel so much better. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I love that advice of finding something that you like because I know I fell victim of like, okay, I got to work out really, really hard. And then you just kind of get burnt out. And once I looked at it as I'm not trying to lose weight, I'm just trying to exercise to, you know, help my mental health and just, you know, overall staying active, you know, for my body is going to feel good. So once I looked at it like that and finding stuff that I actually enjoyed, oh my gosh, I enjoy exercise so much more. I have a Peloton and I don't get on it every single day because I don't like to get it on it every single day. I do other workouts, you know, and yoga, and I just like to you know, do all different kinds of things. So once you get stuck in that mindset of like, okay, I need to do this. I have to do this. But if you find yourself not liking something like it's, it's okay. There's so many different types of exercises out there. And that's why I love your programs too, because it's like, you have so many different things. Yeah. We try to not keep it boring, right? Like we mix it up yeah. all the time. Who wants to work out and be bored? No. I mean, come on. No, no. <laughs> we mix it up so much for that reason. And the benefit of mixing it up and having different training in a program is that you're working different muscles. You are yeah. 
working, you know, cardio versus strength. You want to keep your body guessing. So do something totally. that's fun, mix it up. Like again, do it for the endorphins. It's exactly what you said. Do not do it yeah. for your physique. <laughs> endorphins, mm-hmm. you guys, it's so good for mental health. Yeah. It is totally. Well, let's talk about postpartum a little bit. And is there anything like thinking about after we have baby and thinking about my postpartum recovery? Are there things that you can be doing during your pregnancy now to set you up physically for an easier postpartum recovery? Yes, I'm going to sound like a broken record here. The core breathing. It's okay. (laughs) The core breathing. No, I love it. So it's really important. Most of us breathe backwards. If I were to say to all of you at home right now, take a deep inhale, it's probably going to look something like this. Your shoulders are going to rise up as you do. And this is stress breathing. This freaks your body the heck out. Your body does not like it. And so why do we start doing it? Well, we start doing it usually in adolescence because we're trying to look thin, right? As women, we're holding in our stomachs. And then you're pregnant. So add on top of that, there's just not a whole lot of room for things. And so if you're not getting that deep breath down into your body, your pelvic floor gets really unhappy because it's not getting this. It works kind of like a piston on a train, like up and down, up and down. So your diaphragm Ah. and your pelvic floor should be going up and down together. When you're breathing up into your chest, you're cinching off right in the middle of your tummy and your pelvic floor is not getting to relax. And when your pelvic floor can't relax, not only is this not great for labor, but it's just bad in general. Like think about if you flexed your bicep all day, you walked around flexing your mm-hmm. bicep all day. And then I was like, Hey, can you hold this weight for me? Your arm would give out. Mm. It would be too tired. Yeah, It's the same yeah. thing with our pelvic floor. If we're not able to use our breath to get that breath down and to help us relax our pelvic floor as well as contract it, it's like flexing that bicep all day. And as soon as you sneeze, that's the weight being placed in your hand. It gives out, Mm. yeah, pee your pants or, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, you feel discomfort. And so we really want to work on that breath. And that also helps keep those deep abs strong too. And that's going to help us in delivery and it's going to help us in recovery. And you can start that core breathing. I get asked this question literally daily. What can I do right away? And I know we're all anxious, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's one part of society tells us we have to bounce back instantly, which is BS garbage. It's okay to look like you have a baby after you have a baby. Because you did. Because you did. did. (laughs) Yeah. But doing that core breathing right away, it can help with your bowel movements, your anxiety, and it can help you keep that connection with both the pelvic floor and your deep core. So if there were one tip I were to spread to the world, it is this, learn how to breathe properly and to engage your deep core. Love it. And you go over all that stuff in your programs, right? I do in great obnoxious cool. detail. <laughs> cool, cool. I love it. Well, that brings me to my last question, Ashley, about your SLAM program. Can you tell, like, I know you just came out with this or it's been recently came out. Can you talk a little bit about that? And also at the end, just remind our listeners where they can find you. And find that SLAM program. Yeah. So recently released is the SLAM pregnancy program. I've been doing Strong Like a Mother for a long time. That's Strong Like a Mother. Acronym is SLAM. But I really wanted a pregnancy program in that continuum because you can be so proactive. And I wanted to take a whole woman approach. I think it's what makes the program really special is that it is a collaboration. I've got four pelvic floor PTs, a mental health care provider, I've got a lactation consultant. 
I mean, it's just a doula, an OBGYN. It's this huge list of like amazing women who helped me build this thing. So not only do you get the workouts, which are important for all the reasons we just talked about, but you also get a health tip. It's going to teach you how to prepare your body and to set yourself up for a better recovery. So definitely check it out and you can find it at getmomstrong.com. And I'm giving all the listeners a free 30 day trial. So nice. use coupon mommy labor 30. Love it. You can try it out. Mommy labor 30. Yeah. Cool. I love that. Well, awesome. And you are on Instagram, get mom strong. Yep. That's your handle on Instagram. That's right. Cool. Cool. Well, we will put all that stuff in the show notes and we'll put the coupon code in there too. If anybody wants to go check that out. I love that you took that approach too. I'm looking to add more of like the whole, not holistic, but thinking about the whole women. Like I like that approach when we, when we're talking about adding programs and just collaborating with people who are thinking more that way. I love that. So I love that you're thinking about that and you included all of those people too to help make that program the best that it can possibly be. Their village, you know? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it was a pleasure, Ashley. Thank you so much for joining me today. This was awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you. All right, guys, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and letting me be a part of your motherhood journey. It is truly an honor. If you like what you heard, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And I love hearing what you guys think of the podcast. So if you're liking what you hear or you have a suggestion, I'd be so grateful if you'd go ahead and leave me a review wherever you're listening to help more mamas just like you find the show. What do you think? Are you starting to feel a little more confident about your pregnancy and birth? Well, if you want more, be sure to head on over to mommylabornurse.com slash podcast for today's show notes and a library of episodes so you can keep getting educated before your upcoming birth. And while you're over there, be sure to check out the blog and learn about our online birth classes. Find it all and more over at mommylabornurse.com slash podcast. See you next week. Same time, same place.